I want you to drop your pizza apron, become a master of disguise once again, and help me obtain the world's rarest treasures. You're a sick man, Bowman. <laughs> The streaming wars rage on, and a new challenger enters the battlefield. His name is Quibi, and he holds a flaming sword, but it is a small sword. It is ten inches or less. Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Shapsmith, and I am the greatest good you are ever going to get. And my name is Clint Jazz Hands Page, and I'm what the French call laissez compétent. And uh, Quibi, I, you know, have seen commercials for Quibi before, mm-hmm. and you have enlightened me. Um, I thought Quibi was um, British slang for, like, a <laughs> second. Because I, I remember that one of the commercials was, like, Chrissy Teigen getting her hair done mm-hmm. or something, and she's not British, but I just thought that, like, I don't, I don't know, like, England has commercials now, but, uh, <laughs> big news. But, England has commercials now. <laughs> New hot product out there. Mayonnaise. Um, but she was like getting her hair done and they're like, Chrissy, you're on. She's like, I'll be with you in a quibby. And I was yeah. like, Oh, that, mu- that sounds like some sort of like, you know, dirty British slang or whatever. <laughs> it does. Yeah. That's their whole ad campaign is a quibby is 10 minutes or less because all their episodes are 10 minutes or less. So they are saying in, in a quibby is a new unit of time. It's um, a unit of measurement. But it felt like it felt like the arrival of quibby was an important enough landmark on the streaming wars battlefield that we needed to just check in on the streaming wars. Disney plus has been, um, kind of going strong for a while, and then Netflix mm-hmm. got some tigers. <laughs> mm-hmm, they it's, did. Uh, right around the time of Quibi, so things are hot right now, and Disney Plus is just kind of sitting back and watching as the is Quibis are any, battling the tigers. Are there any updates on Peacock? I don't know of any. I haven't really kept up with Peacock, but when Peacock enters the battlefield, mm-hmm. I... Uh, a peacock's gonna get it et by a tiger, right? Yeah, truthfully, yes. <laughs> um, ha, do you still own a Disney Plus? Uh, yeah, I, I do I'm, not. I'm using. Oh, you don't use Disney Plus. You are too good for it. Well, um, I just bought a home, and we oh. did like a financial analysis, and we're like, do we use this that much? Let's cut this out. We and have so, a podcast where we talk about kids' movies. I feel like you're gonna I, have I to understand. get it back at the at some point. You are correct. I will need to get it back at some point, um, but I have yet to reach that point. Um, yeah, I have been using Disney Plus a lot lately to watch um, all the Star Wars shows. I've been really digging into Star Wars. Mm. I'm in Rebels. I'm in season three of Rebels right now. Hey, Rebels is a really good show. I don't have any That's jokes to make me. about it. Like it's, I love Rebels. It's like one of my favorite Star Wars things now, honestly. <laughs> I've just been watching uh, Community on Netflix, mm. which is a fantastic show. Um, Community, good show. Well, that's been it. We have recommended shows to you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Skin Up for listening.
That was my line. But thank you. What are uh, you? But no. What? What? What are your takes on Quibi? As someone who has not a, a experienced Quibi yet, what? Do you, what? What do you think about it? My body tells me yes, <laughs> but the internet says no, no, no. Yeah, most of the internet says no. Yells no very loud. I like the right. concept. I really, I, I think I'm on board with the idea of short shows that you can switch between vertical and horizontal. In fact, I almost just wish they would just say horizontal. I mean, just vertical, just for the novelty of it, because like you can tell the shows are still shot for the horizontal orientation. And so when you watch it vertically, like it, everything just feels a little off. Like sometimes not everything really fits into the frame. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of just doing it vertically because it's different. I wish they'd just do that, to be honest. But I like the idea of it. The only show I like on it so far is Agua Donkeys. It's a fun show. Everything else is kind of stupid. but I like the idea of the whole vertical versus horizontal thing um, where if they told you, no, you need to watch it in portrait mode. And then if you flip it to landscape, it expands and you see like new characters in the frame or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you see something else going on that you didn't notice. It's like a, it's like add, Easter add eggs, like cheat codes in a video game. Correct. Um, yeah, it's just uh, you see like a crime going on, and you're like, oh, there's subtext to to what's happening now. I wonder if they could like make shows that are like the story is different depending on if you watch it vertically or horizontally. You can choose your own experience. Did I ever tell you? I mean, we're deviating from the topic uh, quite a bit. But I'm, I I, I'm doing my best to deviate from the main topic of this sure. episode. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you about my choose-your-own-adventure novel idea? I don't think so. Um, it's directly related to uh, the Enneagram. Okay. And, you, you you know, you there are how many Enneagrams? Nine, right? Yes. This would be a very difficult project to undertake. But there is one story, and depending on your Enneagram, you are sent your book basically. So there are nine different books that you can get, and it's all the same story, but so it's different perspectives. this is not a choose-your-own-adventure. <laughs> well, well, it's a choose-your-own-adventure if you decide to be truthful about your Enneagram. Okay. Um, but, you know, you, uh, you get a book which is just a different perspective of the story based around your Enneagram type. Mm-hmm. So that oh, was that's it. it. Yes. It's like a fantasy novel. Just the whole book is that. different, not like certain part of the book's. So it's well, it's it's the same story. So really, your idea is I'm gonna write nine books. <laughs> that see, that's the difficult part. Um, is you you uh, or I thought about like either doing that or just like condensing it into like three or four different personality archetypes, and mm. you know you are different characters in this story, um, and depending on your personality type, it assigns you a character that you are reading on behalf of. Interesting. So it's the same story, just different it, correct. perspectives. Correct. Um, it's kind of like Lion TM, King TM, versus TM. Lion King one and a half. Sure, it's like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Mm-hmm. Why? We got to talk about Lion King one and a half on this show, don't we? We've done Lion. We King. sure we've do. done two Lion Kings. Well, we've done one Lion King, two different iterations. Right, um, but I, those are those are different movies. We yes, gotta talk absolutely. about the good movie in that series. Yeah, the one that's the best. Uh yeah, I'm I'm down. That 
although I will argue that feels like a summer movie. Do you not agree? Yeah, we should probably do that in the summertime. I remember I watched Lion King 2 somewhat recently and I was like pleasantly surprised. Like it's not terrible. Um, yeah, it's not I've great, never seen it. It's good enough, but it's no Lion King one and a half, which is yeah, the comedic of masterpiece of our generation. Correct. Um, I just thought about a story from my childhood, but I'll save it for the Lion King one and a half episode. So you have to remind me can to you, do that episode so I have a chance to tell that story. Can you give me a little tease pizza? It involves skiing. Ooh, interesting. I have skiing so many theories. Lion King one, it's not even that interesting with story. So um, I'm just trying to kill time because we have to talk about the master of disguise in this episode. Uh huh. So we, um, the cat's out of the bag. The cuteness is out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, we are talking about what year did this thing even come out? 2002? 2002. Mm-hmm. The 2002 hit, uh, Master of Disguise. Well, not a Master of Disguise, the Master of Disguise. Right. He is the Master of Disguise. Yeah, he's the one. Which I would argue he never earned that title. No, he really doesn't do a good job with anything in this movie, does he? No, he did not turn into Bo Derek. He did not turn into Jessica Simpson. He kind of wore a wig. That's true. That he it. never like completely transforms like some other characters do. Right. He just correct. wears different outfits and does funny voices. Correct. But Which his I dad feel like that was becomes the different the people. Yeah, like his dad becomes like recognizable celebrities. <laughs> Why is he the hero of this movie? Man, this movie's bad. It's a bad movie. I'm mm-hmm. sorry for saying that so early, but I just had to be honest. It's not a good movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. Um, so let's uh, let's hit up. You know, we've been avoiding it as long as we can. Um, and we true truthfully, it's been a while since we've done a stinker. I feel like. Uh, Dougal wasn't that long ago. You're right, man. We did Delgo versus Dougal, and I was feeling the opposite of you. I was like, this year has just been full of stinkers, because we did Delgo and Dougal this year. That's true. It just feels like a long time since we've done something bad. I don't know why it would, because nothing is happening in the world that's out of the ordinary. So, Correct. Um, Um, Great year. It's been been a good year other than Delgo and Dougal and Master of Disguise, pretty much. Correct. Everything else has been fine. Um yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, we really have covered a lot of stinkers, stinkeroonies, um, this this year. Um, but yeah, so what what was your personal experience as a youth in 2002 um, with Master of Disguise, which we would have been in elementary school during this time? Yes, 2002. Um, I cannot remember the exact circumstances of my seeing this movie, but I think I saw it in theaters. I definitely saw it. Whoa. I definitely saw it very early when it after it came out on VHS if I didn't see it in theaters like I was um because this was a movie that we quoted a lot in elementary school mm-hmm. because we thought the jokes in it were funny. Um yeah. and all I can really tell you is that I've seen it more than once. I remembered way too much of it um and a lot of the quotes were things that I was like, "Oh, I used to like say this in 3rd grade and think that I was being funny." Um I don't yeah. know that I, going into it, I was not expecting it to be good, um, but I'd, I don't know that I had. And you were pleasantly surprised. 
Yeah, maybe. Well, I'll uh, wait and reveal that in a moment after you tell me your experience with this movie. So the first time I had ever seen this movie was when I was in college. Um, I I never saw this movie when I was a kid. I can remember seeing it, and mm-hmm. or not seeing it, seeing the the trailers for it, and you know seeing him saying like I'm a turtle, 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 and thinking like holy crap, has anyone <laughs> signed this guy? Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I was thinking like this is you know the epitome of humor. Uh, granted, you know, back then I thought Joey from Full House was like freaking George Carlin. Listen, so, Joey from Full House is way funnier than this movie. I agree with you on this. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, my parents never took me to see this. And it was probably because they saw the previews as an adult and were like, no, I will not sit through this. I will not patronize you know, Dana Carvey any further or really happy Madison any further. Um, and, uh, whenever I was in college, I, uh, had a Netflix subscription and it used to be on Netflix. Uh, but then Netflix probably saw, Oh, no one, one person has watched this and his name was Clint. Um, and, and it's no longer on there, but I can remember clearly laying in my bed, not being able to sleep and just thinking, okay, I'm going to pull up my laptop and go through Netflix and see if there's anything I can fall asleep to. And I remember seeing Master of Disguise, and I was like, oh, I never got to see this as a kid. I'm going to watch it now. Wait, so how and old are you at this point? I was probably in my 20s when when, okay, wow. when I saw this. Yeah, it was later in college. And you um, willingly watched this again? I willingly watched this again, uh, correct. Uh, I willingly watched it the first time, and I willingly watched it again. Um, cause I'm the one that I believe suggested it, uh, for this I think show. So, yeah. Um, but I watched it and I did not fall asleep because I was just so torn up inside <laughs> from seeing this. It ruined you. It's tossing and turning in my bed. Yeah. I thought but... multiple times while rewatching this, this movie is breaking me. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know what that means really, but like, I don't know. I just... It really did a number on my soul, and not in a good way. Truthfully, I have—I don't think I have ever like rolled my eyes physically at a movie, or just gone like "ugh" at a movie. But mm. I did with this one. Yeah, so we might as well just go ahead and talk about our first impressions. Um, and we've—we've we've been calling this first impressions for the since the beginning of the show, but really, it's—it's it's not. That's a misnomer because it's our first mm-hmm. impressions upon rewatching. What it's our most recent impressions, I guess. Yeah, recent um, impressions. What you think about this movie? Now? Oh, buddy. Um, if we're going numerically, do we want to give our numbers? Sure, go for it. I, I feel like every a... episode we ask that question, and then we go, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> <laughs> As <laughs> like if it's like some tradition. crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 viewers at home are probably like, "What are they doing? Deviating from the norm." Uh, but I gave it a one and a half out of five stars, mm-hmm. um, which upon seeing your entry, I feel almost embarrassed you to, liked to give that high. Three times more than me. <laughs> uh-huh, you're correct. I gave uh, this a half star rating, and there are only uh, two other movies that we've covered on the show that I've given that rating to. Can you guess what they are? Half star rating. Um, I'm going to guess... Delgo. 
Incorrect. Is one. Dougal? Dougal is one. Um, I can't remember another stinker that we went over. It was very early in the show. Was it? Can you give me a hint? Um, it was the franchise that launched this show. Oh, was it Mission? It was uh, Spy Kids Four then. No, I rated that one higher than Spy Kids Three. Spy Kids Three was the other half star. Oh, really? Okay. I think I gave I... Spy Kids Four one star. This one's half star. Okay. Okay. So um, I I have this one sandwiched right in the middle of those in my ranking. I don't think this is as bad as Dougal. I think it's close, but this is the yes. second lowest on my ranking for our show. Dougal is just beyond bad. Like yes, it it is it is a skit. It's it's this bad is... in very similar ways to this movie though. In like, um, yeah, yeah. But I Dougal... I feel like this movie like with Dougal I was like I can't even figure out what they're thinking with this. With this sure. movie, I can like see that they were like, oh, Dana Carvey, you can do funny voices. We need to make a movie where you can play a bunch of different characters. Like uh-huh. that is the idea of this movie. And there is a world in which you make that movie and it's not terrible. And yes. that is why I would put this above Dougal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like Dougal is like church skit bad. Mm-hmm. This is like, High school improv bad. This is, is your edgy uncle bad. Y- yes. Or I would argue your, you know, kind of, oh, we're worried about him uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, one that you think really is funny edgy. when you're six and then you turn seven and you go, oh. <laughs> oh, he was drunk. I'm worried that someone in my family will listen to this and think that I'm talking about that. This is not an experience that I have for my own family. Yeah, yes, correct. There's this no is one not in anyone. my life like this. This is other people. Um, this is just an archetype that we've built. A right. character, if you will. Yeah. A disguise, if you will. This movie is someone's weird uncle. Yes, not correct. Not ours, no. I like. I love both of my uncles. I almost said I like both of my uncles. <laughs> I like so them just fine. So they they're do, fine. They, they get the job done. They do. They do the work. Um, yes. So, my first impression with this movie is I watched it last night on my iPad, and um, truth be told, I did laugh at a few parts. I wrote them down um, because they were just silly. But afterwards, I uh, cuddled close to my wife and apologized for everything that has ever happened in this world. <laughs> did she, Did she um, watch it with you? She did not watch it with me. Uh, what she was watching, um, Ozark. She was watching Ozark on Netflix, okay. and I was watching. Um, I was sitting in our recliner watching <laughs> Master of Disguise. And w- when you believe it, the mortgage company came and said, "We're repossessing your home because somebody said uh, somebody is watching Master of Disguise in a home that they bought." <laughs> a married man. Is watching yeah. Master Master of Disguise alone without his wife. Mm-hmm. Yes, this show did the whole concept of this, of this show became much funnier when you got married. Yes, it it it, it did. You're correct. It's we not that weird for me to sit at home and watch Master of Disguise alone, but when you have to watch a movie like this by yourself or make your <laughs> wife watch it, it's very funny to me. She she has uh she's watched like a handful of movies with me that we reviewed uh for this, um but it it's been I think the last one was Elf probably. Yeah, I mean that's um, a movie you can watch with your wife. That's fine. Right. Yeah. 
but but now she like almost ex- when I now because I've watched so many stinkers in 2020, she like refuses to watch them with me, as she should. Yep. But uh, what about you? How was your viewing experience? I watched it a couple of hours ago on my laptop, um, and I had a rough time with it. I did, well, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> You you texted me. You said like this is hell or something. I like said that. I texted you. I want to die, and that was I want to die. In. Yes, that's true. I thought you were at like at least halfway through. Yeah, um, I I mean I understand you laughing at more parts than me because you've only seen this once before, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't know how many times I've seen this, but at, as at least two or three. Wow. Um, and then there, were, I mean, I think it would come on TV sometimes, so I'd probably watch like clips of it here and there. But yeah. this is, this may be the first time that I have like, that we've watched a movie on the show that I actually did like a lot as a kid and now just can't see anything in. Like, yeah. usually, like even if I don't, if I think it's bad in retrospect, um, this is the first time that I've been just like not willing to put up with any part of it. <laughs> mm hmm. Now, um, do you remember who took you to see this movie? I don't remember, because I can't even remember for sure if I saw it in the theater. I just know that I saw it very early. Um, I just I don't have a memory of seeing it on the big screen, but I have a memory of quoting it a lot in elementary school. So I saw it soon after it came out. Mm, I see, I see. So I am, I've Googled um, Master of Disguise Children's Birthday Party uh, to wait, see if I now could... Now, Clint, why have you done that? <laughs> I wanted to see if I could find anything, and um, I, I'm here to let you know. Unfortunately, I did find something. Oh no! Uh, it's mainly just children wearing masks, and like uh, there's a kid dressed as Abe Lincoln, hmm. and then it's mainly children just like dressed up as Dana Carvey. <laughs> <laughs> just have his like bad haircut. Yes. So. This movie does have something legitimately good going for it. Um, now it does I do it. mean this sincerely. Yes, I, I do. Okay. Uh, I mean this sincerely. Um, it's 80 minutes long. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I agree with you. I texted you that before I started the movie. and was like, 80 minutes. This is doable. I can do this. Yes. Longest 80 minutes um, of my life. I also just Googled um, Master of Disguise memes um, to see. Why are you punishing yourself? To see what we have, what we're working with here, and there's yeah. one of him. I'm I'm looking at these with virgin eyes, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one of Dana Carvey as the turtle, uh, as Pistachio as the turtle, and it says in big text up top, "Do I look?" And then at the bottom, in tiny text, <laughs> it says, "Turtly enough for the Turtle Club." Turtle. I mean, that's just a. Part it's of the just movie. a line from the movie that's yeah. not a meme. Um, um, I have something very bad I have to tell you. Yes. I have Googled Master of Disguise fan fiction. Oh, yes, 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 please. <laughs> and? Um, I'm trying to decide what to read to you from this because it's very long. I'm just going to start mm. reading and just see what happens. First so of all, there's I also- a... There's a quote. Can I also tell you one thing? Yes. I, I Googled Master of Disguise memes, and then a picture uh-huh. came up and said, my adopted daughter, Six, was an adult dwarf. Um, and that's really it. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I don't know what that means. So this uh, this Master of Disguise fan fiction starts with a quote from Andre Berthaum, 
who is a someone mm. famous for something, mm-hmm. says, we all wear masks and the time comes when we cannot remove them without removing some of our own skin. <laughs> That's a very serious quote to start your Master of Disguise fan fiction. So yep. um, it says, his given name is Paris, Paris and nothing more, as if five letters are enough to represent him, the stranger in their midst. It's all he offers and they don't question. After all, names matter little in this line of work and can easily be changed. He doesn't ask about the agent he replaced, and they never tell him. Dead, retired, he never knows. After a while, they stop looking at him. With that faraway gaze or biting off a name before the second syllable, it doesn't matter to him either way. I'm trying to figure out if this is actually about (laughs) the movie Master of Disguise. Well, clearly the agent is Pistachio. I guess so, but it says his given name is Paris. Well, the agent he replaced is Pistachio. I see. I Pistachio see. is the elder statesman. He's he's the one that is the master now. I see. I um, yeah. I mean, this is long. It's got a lot of chapters. Cha- um, uh, chapters. <laughs> yeah, chapter two is called the distance. Wow. Um, and here's you know, how, this it, is here's how, how chapter two written. ends. It says, "And as long as he can see those tears, he can believe there's still a chance to start over." <laughs> so you can just imagine it's... what's in between. This is heavy. You know, this is how Fifty Shades of Grey was started. What so. er- what erotic novel was based around um, Master of Disguise? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we might need to just start a separate podcast for fan fiction. That Fanfic would be podcast. very. That would be very good. We, um, what if we just change the whole concept of our podcast at this point in the show? We might as well. Yeah, may as well. I mean, at at this point, I do feel like we are both broken individuals from seeing Master of Disguise. For sure. Um, so um, I anyway. um in our show notes, and I do want to point this out. Um, it reads personal experiences and then first impressions. This movie, I argue, is filled with many impressions. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> Which one was your favorite? <laughs> and that is a joke from the movie Master of Disguise <laughs> that is done five times. This movie pissed me off so bad because they. what sucks is that they acknowledged the rule of threes. They absolutely acknowledged it because in the third go around, they, they did that like laugh, 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 fart, and mm-hmm. pause. And then they did it the third time where, like, he laughed and then, like, he waited for the fart to come. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he yeah. farted. And it's like, okay, that's that's your third. Great. You did it. Uh, but then they went ahead and did it two more times. <laughs> yeah. I was really mad at that joke because it's not even yes. funny the first time. But then they don't really do any sort of variation on it. Correct. Until, Except for oh, the third. Oh, you're right. It is five, five times because the fifth time is... When he poots in the pool and it makes a big splash. <laughs> oh man! When George Bush pushes him into the pool and then he farts so loud that it makes a splash. An interesting thing about this movie is that there's the big final showdown and then they still have to go beat the bad guy by knocking him into a pool after yeah, the climax of the movie. Which we assume is like months later. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. So, 10,000-foot view of this movie. Um, mm. I don't even care how we get up there, truthfully. No, we do have to figure it out. 
It's a, it's a rule. Did I they go in any sort of airplane? I have a question. If I want to ask if this is okay with you. Yeah. Do you think it would be okay if if we pooed our way up there? It seems like if we're ever going to do that, really... this is the movie to do it. Yeah, you're right. If we're, I mean, we would have to do it eventually. So let's just fart our way up ten thousand feet. Wow, we're so high up in the sky. Wow, this is crazy. Whoa, good, incredible. Okay, <laughs> good, now good. We're up here. This is great. So this movie, Master <laughs> of Disguise. People are loving this. <laughs> oh, I just saw the stats. They're in. Uh, people are loving this. I just Highest got a text from yet, Mark Marin. <laughs> Best one yet, kids. Thank he said, you. He just said, "Great job." <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Um, I know a guy that was Mark Maron's PA in a movie, and That's he cool. said that he was very mean. <laughs> I'm sure. But anyway, um, Mark. No, not Mark Maron. Um, <laughs> Ten thousand foot view. This is our podcast about Mark Maron, folks. Um. 10,000 foot view for Master of Disguise. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's this this order, some would say, of uh, magicians, say. I guess, <laughs> that... Because uh, they, they family, say it's magic. Right? Well, They're it's all... a family, the, yeah. the Disguises. Yeah. Um, they work, I guess, independently or as like free agents, kind of yeah, like, like the Avengers. They're 1099 employees. Yeah, kind of like the Avengers for the yeah, government, kinda. I guess. Um, but they are really good at disguising and becoming different people or looking like different people, uh, and they use their powers for good. Um, and then they have a son named Pistachio. <laughs> they have a son named Pistachio. I'm mad Pistachio. at you for laughing at that. <laughs> they have a son named Pistachio who, uh, he's a bit of a nut, and he... Um, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pistachio works in his family's restaurant, and um, his dad and mom both get kidnapped by a guy that they defeated many years ago in Italy, uh, who is now free from prison. Played and by his... Robo Spock. Yes, yes, correct. <laughs> I just call um, it Robo Spock because he's the robot Spock character from Next Generation. Karen... What's his name? Data? Yeah, it's Data. Data, yeah. His name's Robo Spock. Uh, which, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I didn't realize that till this go round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure as a kid you didn't. Is, you're like, is that data from? Well, I think when I watched, I eventually like tried to go through a Star Trek phase, and it didn't last long. But I watched yeah. Next Generation, and I was like, who is this guy? I know him. I don't know where from. And then <laughs> that's so tonight. Sad. I realized, oh, I knew him from Master of Disguise. Yep. Um, but either way, he kidnaps them, and it's up to Pistachio to become a master of disguise. And um, one rule of, another, an additional rule of comedy is that it's never a compelling comedic scene, uh, for the most part at least, when it's comprised entirely of a master teaching a student. There's not a lot of comedy that can be uh, torn from that. I beg and, to differ, my friend. Have you seen the movie Master of Disguise? <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but... It's his grandfather teaching him how to uh, be a master of disguise, and and truthfully, he never really does it. Uh, but no. then some stuff happens. Uh, his assistant is better than him. He marries a woman that is way out of his league, um, and 
he's into thick women and he is. then his parents are free the end um and then he becomes george bush and punches the bad guy into a pool so I'm not moving on to the what could have been segment because I don't have anything substantial from that. But um, you and I talked about this movie. I can't remember if it was on or off air. Um, but we, we said, you know, this was Dana Carvey's attempt to do some sort of Austin Powers thing. Right. And, and I still think maybe that is what it spawned as. But it's definitely not anything like Austin Powers in most ways. <laughs> This was not his idea, though, is the thing. This was yeah. a Happy Madison idea. Okay. Um, and it was originally pitched for Jim Carrey. Um, that makes more it, sense, but still would yes. have been very bad. <laughs> it would have been very bad. Um, but Jim Carrey was the original choice, and he said no. And Dana Carvey, I assume, said, I'm not doing anything, and hopped on it. Um, do you know anything about the director of this movie? Because I looked into it a little bit. I don't. Enlighten me. So this guy's name is Perry Andolin Blake. Um, guess what other movies he has directed. Is, are they guess. notable? Um, I'm not answering that. Um, well, it was a trick treasure. question. He's never directed anything else. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> this is his only movie that he's directed. Now, he has worked in Hollywood a lot. He is okay. primarily a production designer. Which is mm, makes very, sense. So he's a he's an architect by trade, and then he became ah. a, a a production designer for movies after working as an architect for a few years. Um, and he's like mainly a production designer for a lot of um, comedy movies, um, a lot of like big comedy movies. But this is the only movie he's ever directed, which I think is very notable because for a movie directed by a production designer. The sets in this movie are very bad. <laughs> yes, they are. They're not um, interesting or good. Well, was he a like a production designer for Happy Madison? Is that how he got on this? Maybe. I don't I don't know off the top of my head which movies are Happy Madison, but some movies that Okay, yeah. So there's definitely a lot of Happy Madison in here. Big Daddy, A House Divided. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a short. Uh, the Water Boy, Wedding Singer, um, and then like so a lot of Happy Madison stuff. Maybe all Happy Madison. I don't really know. Yeah, I hadn't okay. put that together. That until makes now. sense. But he's a happy Madison <laughs> set designer. Um, he's just a happy Madison plebe that they, you know, they they cucked him into doing this. Yeah, but the sets in this movie are so bad. Like <laughs> the one at the end, like the final oh yeah, it's showdown. Awful. It's awful. It's yeah. bad to look at. It, it's very. I mean, all of them are kind of bad to look at. I mean the. The street that it's on looks like you know a low budget Sesame Street. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not good. It looks like it was filmed in, like, downtown Disney or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell it was fake. Um, I do want to take a moment. This movie is a comedy. It's, well, it's supposed well, to be a comedy. Sure. Loosely <laughs> a comedy. Um, we, we wrote down our laugh moments. Um, at least yeah, I you want to just go through yours? Yeah, let, let's, go through, let's go through those. Um, okay. One of my first one was not an intentional laugh moment. Uh, the first was that the introduction was three minutes long. Yeah, I wrote <laughs> down the opening credits are a real chore. That was my first note that I wrote. 
Yeah, that that was not intentionally funny, but I just realized like as it was going on, I was like, "Oh, this this is still happening." I can't remember um, what song is playing over it, but I just remember it was really strange. It does not like, match it the not it doesn't fit. match the mood. No. no. It was like it it was like royalty-free pop music is almost what was happening. Mhm. Uh the second one was uh <laughs> Our, so our podcast has become self uh, self indulgent in a way where he uh, he acknowledged that Shrek exists. Yeah, he did acknowledge that Shrek exists, and this was a laugh moment for you. You thought this was funny, well, because of how bad it was. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not even a good Shrek impression at all. No, no. Well, the way that he introduced it, he's like, they're like, Pistachio, do one of your funny voices, and he's like, okay. Here is my impression from the hit movie Shrek. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, Shrek is real in here. Uh-huh. Um, and they, the next and mo- that is moment is very funny because they the kid falls off his skateboard and this random guy who's standing <laughs> to the side goes, "Hey, Pistachio, do one of your funny voices to cheer him up." Pistachio, if- he's known for his funny voices. And it's supposed to be like, oh, he's got the gift. Like that's supposed to be a hint <laughs> yeah. that he would have a that he would have a reason to be good at being a master of disguise, but it's not a good impression. He's got the gift. Um, and then the second one was when he was Tony Montana at the party and um, his Scarface. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to the, <laughs> he was talking to the waiter and he said, you have a little wiener and some tiny nuts. So I do have to interject here. And it is with great sorrow that I do announce that that was also my one laugh moment. That made me like actually like out loud laugh. I will say that, and that is one of the most memorable lines. Like that, I remember, like we would quote that line even up through like high school. Like, <laughs> you, oh my, I knew you little, in high school, and I so I knew that line was coming, and I thought that was funny back in the day. I didn't expect it to find it funny this time around, but I think it just caught me off guard. I didn't expect it yeah. to come that fast. <laughs> you just, hey, you got a little yeah. wiener and some tiny nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did make me laugh. You got a little wiener and some tiny nuts. That's very funny. Um, and then the 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 last uh, laugh that I had was um, when his assistant Jennifer said was you know falling in love with Pistachio on her mm-hmm. her stoop and said Pistachio, I believe that you can do anything. And he said, No, Jennifer, that is not true. I cannot turn mud into oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't laugh at that in the movie, but I'm laughing hearing you say that because it is kind it of was a funny, very funny joke. It's just yeah, <laughs> in a bad movie. Yes, uh, separate like the, the, a context that I I regretfully look at this through, and this probably makes me sound like a conceited a hole. But you know, I, you and I do improv once a year in front of people. <laughs> Um, I was about to like correct you and say once a year, but you beat me to it. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, I, 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 you know, often I'm happy typically with what we do and think Mm -hmm. that's funny. And then I look at this kind of agnostic of the fact that it's in a movie. And I think if I had done that in an improv scene, would I have been happy with that? And the answer is yes. Yeah. That's that's a funny joke. Funny. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't laugh at it when I was watching it. I think it was just because I was so angry at the movie. But coming from you, I thought it was very funny. Well, thank you. Um, I do want to acknowledge that I don't think Dana Carvey, I think that he's funny. Yeah, I I mean, Wayne's World is good. Yes, I 
Dana Carvey has kind of pitched himself as being an impressionist. He's not great at impressions. This whole movie is based around, and he's not very good at impressions. No, he's not. Um, I think he's you like, are better at impressions than Dana Carvey is, to be honest. Th- I appreciate that. But, like, he, it, it's like, oh, that's Dana Carvey's impression of, you know, XYZ. He's good mm-hmm. at characters, but he's not good at impressions. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, what yeah. do you think his straight up best impression is in the movie? In, in the movie, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of like, he didn't really, he impersonated like a few people. Yeah, not all of them are straight up impressions. I mean, a lot of them aren't. Yeah. I think his best is when he's the Jaws guy. That one actually did me actually laugh, but I do think that that part of the movie is kind of funny. Yeah, I, I agree. That movie, that moment is legitimately kind of funny. Uh, didn't make me laugh. I'm like you, but it's 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 funny. Yeah, I, I don't agree. think that it's a, like a good, a good joke necessarily. Like it kind of derails it's not for kids. the movie. It's like, yeah. But the impression itself is good. Yeah. Um, but uh, his the character that I found the funniest was when he was that woman. Or yeah, whatever. that one was kind of funny too. But it, he he was basically like the church lady yeah. essentially. So, um, of course, you know, you're going to laugh at that because that character is very funny on SNL. Yeah. Um, Turtle Man, no. That, okay, I told you earlier that I got legitimately pissed off at this movie, and that moment actually pissed me off. I was getting so annoyed. He just keeps saying, turtle, 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 and characters are going, is he okay? And he goes, I'm fine, turtle, and that's supposed to be funny. Yes, I, I got so mad at that. Because it was like, shut up. I, I'm trying to see something that's happening here. Just shut up for a minute. So maybe the movie did its job there. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know if it did. Um, but You yeah. notice how the this movie played the song Walking on Sunshine like every other movie from this era did? Uh-huh. <laughs> that song was in every like family movie from this era of movies. You just imagine white people standing up and like clapping. Like, ooh. <laughs> yes. We, we are walking on sunshine. Um, did you have any more laugh moments that you didn't get to? No, that was that was really all of them. Uh four in total. But um yeah. Th- did you have any more? No, that was it. I had I have plenty more things to point out in this movie. But, Go ahead, Mother May I. Uh, well, he does brown face and does a very offensive <laughs> oh, man. accent. That, that was very bad. was not good at all. There's also a lot of stuff in this movie that just like does not sit well in the Me Too era when they're oh, interviewing correct, her correct. for the assistant position. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not like, okay, this this might sound bad on the surface, but I'm not one person that's like, you know, I'm I'm kind of in between. I'm not like comedy is dead because of all this sensitivity, but I'm also not like fully ensconced in being like overly sensitive. Um, I where which you know I I know what I should be. Um, but even then, like I was watching this and I was like, guys, this is bad. You it's, should. This is not good. You shouldn't be making a joke of this. It's very bad. A lot of things that. <laughs> A lot of things just were not okay. Uh, I, d- I laughed kind of hard, the, or not hard. I didn't laugh at all, but I just kind of like snorted through my nose like I was a, you know, like that. Uh, when he was 
doing brown face but it was at the end and he was like feeding cheese to the snake <laughs> and he was like get no, like, the cheese puppet snake. grab the, the puppet snake he's like grab the cheese come on you know, like you were a dog it was that was funny to me and he like that's supposed to be his moment in the movie where you realize that he is <laughs> okay, that he he's do good it. at doing impressions but really all all he does is he's already wearing makeup like he's already yes. wearing the brown face and he just starts doing an indian accent it's yeah. like, why is this like a magic power for him? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was it it unlocked something for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, one thing I wrote down is, uh, <laughs> so in that scene, well, the scene where they're interviewing people for the his, the position of his assistant, mm-hmm. um, which is a plot point that is only in the movie, so that he can have a love interest. But um, <laughs> when the kid uh, like falls on his skateboard in front of the door, and they open the door. The grandpa is so mean to the kid. <laughs> He's like, who is this baby? He's like, get out of here. <laughs> it's just a kid that fell on his skateboard in front of the door. Yeah. I'm going to look up quotes from this movie. Why are you going to do that? You don't have to do that. Well, there were like kind of some interesting quotes. Um, and I don't mean funny. I mean interesting. Hmm. Um, okay. An interesting plot point of this movie is the fact that and I had to ask your permission if we were even allowed to talk about this where uh, Pistachio which is his name um, is is very very uh, sexually attractive to uh, women with uh, large rear ends yes um, yes that is a big part of the movie and the, to the point where he and his master or his grandfather guy are talking mm-hmm. about the size of the woman's rear end when she is interviewing to be their assistant. Yes. <laughs> to the point where she, he, they're like, what are your measurements for the uniform? Right. But she never gets a uniform and she tells them and he's like, Oh, a tiny bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. First of all, you're a creep for knowing that the, the inch size <laughs> equates yeah, to a certain, to yeah. a certain sexual attraction. But, yeah. um, yeah, it and there's a sequence where they're like, it. Okay, there's a moment. Did you watch the after credit scenes? Um, I I had them playing, but I was doing other things, so I wasn't really paying attention. Smart. Um, there's a moment where the bad guy, what's his name, Devlin? Yeah, or, I think his name is yeah. Robo Spock. But okay. yeah, Dev Devlin Bowman. Um, yeah. he's like. You know, Pistachio, I know your one weakness. And then, like, five women with, like, comically large butts come out and, like, are shaking them in front of him. And his his grandfather is like, no, the, the disguise is one weakness. <laughs> this is a very bad movie. Yeah, I'm trying to look up some good quotes on here. Why are you doing that? I don't want to hear more quotes from this movie. Um and he says, uh, why is the magic word to make him go into disguise mode? Um, become another person. Become another person. <laughs> like, why is that the thing he says? It's that easy. So here's a good quote that um, IMDb has dubbed um, as being necessary. Um, and it's, who's Trent? Who is Trent again? Um, Trent is m- played by Mark Devine. Let's see, he has oh, a he's, hyperlink he's the boyfriend. to his name. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Trent says, what kind of crap are you filling with? I'm going to do the voice, by the way. Uh, what kind of crap are you filling his head with? Um, 
the niceness? The niceness? You're trying to hone in on my action, aren't you? Now, it let was, me stop you there, because yeah. he doesn't say hone in. Horn in, yes. You're right. I misread that. Yeah. You're trying to horn in on my action. Mm. This is a and, quote that IMDb said needs to be on here. Yes, and here's another one um, where Pistachio says, But Papa, don't preach. I'm in trouble deep, and I'm keeping my baby. <laughs> but she's quoting a movie. Yeah. Um, and then here's another one with him and Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer says, love cake. And he says, what? You said love cake. Why would I say that? Your hindquarters are hideously scrawny. What? What I meant to say is that I have a present for Barney. What? What does that even mean? Oh, Barney is a character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tell tell him these are from his dad, uh, that dad that 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 Italian guy. Me. Th- stop this! This is making me too sad. No more quotes from this movie. <laughs> okay, if I find one more while we're pontificating, I will read it. Um, did you catch the Cole Sprouse appearance? What? What was he the kid? Cole? Sp- no, he's not the. He's not Barney. He okay. is um young Pistachio, for like ten seconds. Is he now? He is. That's interesting. So this launched his career. Uh, well, he had already been in Big Daddy, which was another Happy Madison movie. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and I think he was also in Friends at the time too. Oh yeah, he was in Friends. That show is oh. so cringy. It is. Uh, it's pretty awkward. Mm-hmm. That's the first time we I think that we've ever referenced that movie, not like with a joke lined up or with some kind of cutting remark lined up. That show, Friends? That show. Oh, yes. yes. Um, Correct. Well, I yeah, sorry. I had to I had to do it to him, you know? Yes, I know. <laughs> Thank you for that. That show is just so freaking rando to me. Um, but w- at what point did Dylan Sprouse's in- career become entwined with his brothers? That's a good point. Probably when uh, Disney warranted it. I guess so. He's like, you know, I have a twin brother, and they're like, oh, we got to make a Disney show about that. And now Cole Uh, is the one who still acts. Well, Dylan did something recently too, right? But Cole is like, yeah, but I I don't think it's yeah, yeah. I think Dylan's Um, like a video game designer or something now, which is interesting. He like went to college. Yeah. So, um, his dad, Pistachio's dad, Mm -hmm. he is also. Fabrizio, yes. He is also the father of another famous individual. Um, Josh Brolin? Yes, correct. He is the father of Thanos. Um, <laughs> I actually um, assumed that he was Josh Brolin's older brother until you said that. And then I said, oh, he must be his father. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you could tell like they have, have similar yeah. faces. but Yeah. Um, but yes, I did find that to be fairly interesting was that he uh he is famous or he is uh the father of someone who is much more famous than he is mm-hmm. um anything else we need to say about this bad movie i mean it's just bad man like you know sometimes i think that this this uh podcast was initially predicated on the fact that we would probably get a lot of enjoyment talking about bad movies because our I think you thought that 
I did think that <laughs> more than uh, me. Well, I thought like you know my I, I used to think that I was better when I was being a cynic, but um, now I'm just annoyed <laughs> with with. I them. don't like talking about bad movies. I like talking about movies that are have good parts and bad parts. Interesting movies. Yeah, I'm just not into very bad movies. Even though I do think our mm-hmm. Dougal episode was good, so maybe that's not true. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, we're not going to tell you which movies we think are bad so that you won't go back and listen to them. Um, I mean, we say it in the episodes, though. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but if this is your starting point, then we don't want to turn you away from any other past episodes. Uh, but do I have any other any other things to say? I do, actually. Um, there was one, I was reading through the trivia on IMDb and there was only one trivia note that I, uh, stumbled upon. Um, and I promise I'm not making light of anything bad that happened to our nation, but it's the way this is worded. It sounds like it's, it's almost as tone deaf as the movie. Uh, Based on (laughs) when this came out, I think I probably know where you're going with this. I'm going to try not to laugh, I promise. The scene at the Turtle Club happened to be filmed on 9-11. When, when, when the World, when the world uh, Trade Center was fell, fell down and the... Uh, sorry, I butchered that. When the word of the terrorist attacks reached the set, the cast and crew observed a moment of silence. During the Turtle Club scene. It's just so bad. And then that... they're like, all right, get back to work. Yeah, Action. yeah. This, <laughs> it says observed a moment of silence where they're like, "Hey, did you hear that the World Trade Center was hit by terrorists?" And they're like, "Ah, oh, dang, dude, turtle." Anyway, <laughs> I got this turtle costume on. Got to get through this. Uh, was a <laughs> that was a bad day for our nation in multiple ways. What sucks is that you, I mean we all. Um, Dana Carvey seems like a very kind person. He really does. Sure. Um, I've seen him in interviews, and he always seems really like a genuinely kind, happy person. And um, he, you know, we everyone always talks about, if they're old enough to remember 9-11, they always say, do you remember where you were when 9-11 occurred? And it's like, yeah, I was at work. Or, yeah, I was at home. And whenever <laughs> Dana Carvey... turtle suit. <laughs> Whenever Dana Carvey's asked that, he probably has to make something up so that people aren't don't like get mad at him. Yeah, He's I like, was wearing yeah, a bald cap filming... and some funny glasses and a big round turtle suit saying turtle turtle over and over. Yeah, I was filming the turtle club scene from that movie Master of Disguise. It was a really hard day for me. It was, yeah, it was a really tough day for all of us. Uh, craft services didn't provide the nuts that I wanted. They didn't um, have did a not, little wiener and some tiny nuts. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Okay. Keep uh, laughing at that. <laughs> it's time for simple moments. <laughs> good segment. Good segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt good about it. Um, so there is a segment on this show called Sinful Moments, and we talk about sins. <laughs> What's your favorite sin? Um, probably. Um, I want to give you an honest answer to that. Probably lying. I think that's lying your fa- is a... That's your favorite? <laughs> I mean, frankly, I think lying is a pretty great tool that can get you out of some bad situations. <laughs> I more... like gluttony. Yeah, that one's a good one, too. Because <clears throat> then you get to eat. 
but that one makes you feel bad afterward. Lying really, honestly, never has any bad side effects. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great way to get out of some bad situations. Highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. So, can um, I get you? Can I like clip out that clip you out saying that and just you know keep it in my back pocket for when I run for president? Yep, correct. Yeah, that's fine. Um. So we talk about the sins of the movie specifically through the lens of um, the IMDb Parents Guide section which is where all the parents go to note the things that they are scared of their kids seeing in this movie there are five categories sex and nudity violence and gore profanity alcohol drugs and smoking and frightening and intense scenes we'll take this one at a time and clint can guess uh, what he thinks are in these categories i'll give you a hint there is nothing in frightening and intense scenes this movie is not frightening or intense Mm, okay but there is um, something noteworthy in every other category okay let's start with uh let's start with the big boys sex and nudity okay i correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like this is like filthy filthy to the brim with sinful moments in sex and nudity more than more so than any other movie that we probably talked about yeah it's pretty suggestive for a pg movie yeah um i mean there are ogling shots at women's rear ends is that in there? Um, let's see. I, well, what it says is a man rants about how much he wants a woman with a larger than normal rear end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and there are two other things in here. One is closely related to that one. He asks a man if he has a little wiener and some nuts. That is also in here. It says Pistachio disguised as Mr. Peru referenced an adult humor on wiener and nuts. <laughs> disguised as... <laughs> I want to read that again because it's very okay, funny good, the good, way good. they worded it. Pistachio disguised as Mr. Peru referenced an adult humor on Wiener and Nuts. <laughs> and an adult humor on Wiener and Nuts. Yes. This was written by me, an alien. Um, Who is Mr. Peru? He's dressed as Tony Montana. Yeah, he looks like Tony Montana. I couldn't tell if he would, if that's exactly who he's supposed to be. I think his character's name was Mr. Peru. Interesting. Um, and then, can you give me a hint on the other one? You said it's related. It's to related to the ends. rear end thing, uh, where he talks about cake, calls a woman's butt cake. No, that is not in there. Um, Do you surrender? Give me, I surrender. Radioactive female rear ends are used as villain weaponry. See, that is in the after credit scene. Okay. I just figured that it was part of the third act showdown that I just didn't really pay attention to. No, that is that is in the after credits. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. that's everything for sex and nudity. Um violence and gore. Yep, there's one thing there's- in here slapping and they say who who is your daddy yes it says lots of silly slapping violence as the characters don't believe in fighting with fists a closed fist specifically right and they say who who is your daddy uh when they when they do that um profanity i guess is the last one um well there's two more profanity and then alcohol drugs and smoking okay so let's look at profanity first. There's only one thing in profanity, and it's very funny to me. I can you give me a hint? It's it's four words. It's not sorry. The way I said this last time, where it is a four word phrase. Oh, okay. 
Um, not not just four bad words. That they no, said there's only one bad word, and it's not even a bad word. Oh, the, um, man, what, at what point in the movie is this? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay, what is it? It says, just one, one crap. What, just what? One, one crap. It says one, the the num, the the word one, O-N-E, and then followed by the number one, crap. Just one, one crap? Just one, one crap. It's not a bad word. Just one, one crap. Just one, one crap. Yeah, I mean, they're just saying it's just one, one crap. Like, it's not a big that, deal. It's just one, one crap. It doesn't even make sense. Just one, one crap. Just, it sounds like he's giving an address. Where do you live? Oh, just one, one crap. <laughs> just one, one crap. Or, um, okay, sure. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. There are two bullet points in here, and they are related to each other. At the end of the movie, um, Devlin is like drinking something strong by a pool. Is that in there? That is not in here. Okay. Well, that one slipped past him. I feel like doing this segment on our show has really revealed how useless this parent's guide section is because there's always Correct. stuff that we bring up that's not in here, and then there's other stuff in here that shouldn't be in here. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's trivial, and then sometimes it's, you know, they just miss it completely. Just one, um, one crap. Just one, one crap. Right. Uh, can you give me a hint about where, what, what, what have you? Smoking. Smoking. Oh, cigars are a common theme in this movie, uh, in the yes. Turtle Club. Yes, so one of them is Devlin smokes cigars, but it also says... There are some discussions about cigars that are from the Turtle Club, and they are examined to find clues. Mm, yep, that that is bad. Oh, I've never I've never smoked. I've never vaped either or jeweled. Um, although I was in a play once where um, I was a character that was supposed to have a pipe, and the pipe went missing uh, by the props master from the night before. And our director said, if anyone here has a pipe, because it was like integral to the show. He was like, if anyone here has a pipe, I'm not going to judge you for this. I went to Lee. So, you know, there's a community covenant. He's like, I'm not going <laughs> to judge you for this, and I'm not going to get upset, but you can leave it on my desk, or you can just give it to me. Um, and uh, one, so of the guys was, one of the guys was like, I have a pipe. And he's like, great. Um, he's like, you're so, under arrest. He's like, gotcha. Uh, but he brought his pipe, which was very kind. He like d- made sure he dis- he went out of his way to like really disinfect it. But um, but you know, kind of in light of where we are now, you know, I shouldn't have done that. It's still gross. Um, but he didn't fully clean it out, and I like took a an inhale, and like a bunch of old pipe smoke filled my lungs <laughs> during a scene. <laughs> And it was very unpleasant. So. <laughs> That's been okay. I'm moments. so I'm I'm so glad that you followed the raucous laughter with a fart. Yeah, I was that, hoping that you would do that. Yeah, that was the whole point of that. So that's been sinful moments. Cool. Um, Thank you for that. You're welcome. So now we have to answer three questions about this movie. The Movie Master of Disguise. Is this movie good for kids? Is it good for adults? And does it stand the test of time? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go first this time, okay? Go ahead. I'm actually torn on number one. Oh, boy. Um, because 
it seems dishonest for me to say no because of how much I did enjoy this movie as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think if I had children, I would show them this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say no. I don't think it's good for kids. I think even though I liked it as a kid, I had bad taste. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to say no, and I'm I'm viewing it from the same lens as you. Uh, If I had a child and I was sitting there with them, I would probably go, let's turn this off. Right. There's movies that you'd be like, yeah, I'm not into this, but it's fine for my kid. Like, this is not one of those. I probably, there would probably be be a lot more questions asked post-viewing than a normal movie, I would say. Right. Um, Is it good for adults? Of course not. No. Are you crazy? No, it's not. I'm torn on this one. Are you? I think I think that there is an audience. There's a setting for this movie that I've mentioned before um, that I think viewing it could be fun in that capacity. But, but do you think those people have good taste? By nature, I'm going to say no. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to say no to this one. Yeah, I think the answer is no. Um, does it stand the test of time? I mean, you you saw this movie as an old boy, but I guess it has mm-hmm. been some years for you, so you can still answer this. Uh, I mean, my I'm answer gonna, is yeah. absolutely not. No, yeah. no, sir. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm going to say no too, even though I did not see it when I was a kid like you. Um, it makes me retroactively embarrassed for wanting to see it. So this uh, this movie gets a perfect zero score perfect zero a Um, uh, big old goose egg and we haven't gotten to do this in a while that means we get to send this movie to the movie's version of hell which is um Um, a room filled with women with tiny rear ends (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say we knock it into a pool but i like your answer better okay um and i want to make that clear that's not me saying that that is a bad thing that is no, the movie no, that is, saying that that is this movie is not going to be happy in that environment correct this movie Based is on perverted from the movie itself um, so that's been master of disguise I'm really glad that I never have to watch that movie again I feel like I've been holding my breath this whole time and I was now just able to breathe it was hard to get through that one to be honest I agree um, I, I'm going to go hug my wife after this. <laughs> um, I say I'll never have to watch it again unless we decide to do a commentary on it. Mm, that, no. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> we, did a com- we, we did a Shrek the Musical commentary, which we haven't referenced yet. You should go back and yeah. listen to that if you haven't. Um, that was fun. It was fun. It turned out better than, well, not bad than I expected. I thought it would be fun, but like, I do want to do the more of that in the future. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, I agree. So we we still have plans to maybe do like a Spy Kids commentary. I'd kind of like to like, since Spy Kids was the genesis of this podcast, I think it'd be fun to do like a commentary for all the Spy Kids movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we do Spaced that, we out will, respectively. Right. We will release them like on the off week where we wouldn't normally have an episode and not include them as normal episodes. They'll be bonus episodes. So, yep. Um, yeah, more of that in the future, maybe. Um, but what are we doing next, Clinton? Oh, man. Sports. You and I love them. <laughs> we are big uh, fans of the sports. We were big athletes in high school, as I referenced. I played tennis in eighth grade. I played tennis and soccer all through middle school. I went so. to basketball camp in elementary school. 
upward does not count. No, it was basketball camp at our school, CCS. Oh, And wow. I did play a lot of upward, too. But I remember I would cry at basketball camp because I was bad at it. <laughs> yeah, I cried at upward because I was, I was tall, but they would always give me the ball. I was... You know, as a kid, I was like up until eighth grade, like usually a head or two taller than most kids. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, this kid's going to be good at basketball. But I was not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was never tall, so I didn't have any excuse to <laughs> go to basketball camp. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but why would you bring up basketball? Because we're playing or we're watching a movie or a few movies about a guy that was, some may say, pretty good at basketball. Uh, Some that, that man is Michael Jordan. I think um, people think that he's the best, but I think I, some I people disagree that. about that. And that's as much as I know about the subject. Mm-hmm. But uh, the next movie that we are going to be watching is Space Jam. Space Jam. It's on Netflix, so go watch it. Yeah, yeah, it is on Netflix. Welcome to the Space Jam, folks. This is a movie where Michael Jordan play sport with cartoon. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a movie that, oddly enough, is very important to some people. Um, yeah. Even though I, I just saw it uh, recently, um, like a month ago. Yeah. Um, I don't to some people, this movie is important. It's important to people. Like, I mean, we'll get into our opinions of this movie. Some people argue the quality of this movie some people think it's very bad. Some people think it's very good. I think regardless of that, it's a very interesting movie. Sure. It's Michael Jordan. He played cartoon sport. That is weird. Yes, that is weird indeed. But yep, Space Jam is what we will be watching next. And we might as well uh, go ahead and announce what we'll be doing after that because these are kind of related sure, to each why other. Um, so after Space Jam, we're going to do Like Mike, which is a movie that you have not seen, correct? Correct. It is a movie about shoes being electrocuted. Yes, this is a movie where Lil Bow Wow, he is an orphan mm. at an orphanage and his shoes get electrocuted by lightning and they make him good at basketball like Michael Jordan. Nice, nice. He like his Air Jordans get electrocuted. Isn't that it or something like that? Yes. Uh, I think they're actually I don't remember if they're just Air Jordans or if they're like shoes that belonged to Michael Jordan when he was a kid or something. I think it's Those would be that. worth a lot of money. That child yeah. should not be an orphan anymore at this point. Yeah, well, yeah, because when you get enough money, you bring your parents back from the dead. What are you talking about, Clint? Yeah, <laughs> uh, dang, you're right. <laughs> um, I forgot that that happens. I haven't seen that movie in years, but I remember really liking it as a kid. It was probably still in the stage of life where I was like, I'm supposed to like sports, like mm. to make people think that I'm cool. So yeah. I was. Like, I'm a boy. I'm supposed making to like a sports. statement by liking this movie. Yeah. Makes um, sense. So yeah, expect that. That's our next two episodes. I don't know. I kind of wanted to think of like a third Michael Jordan movie to make it a trilogy because I think three is a good number, but I couldn't think of a third one. Not we could do one Black Panther. Michael Jordan is the bad guy in that. It, yeah, you're correct. Good one. Um, and I'm not going to correct you. Thank you. Yeah, and oh, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Um, the the kid, um, Bow Wow, he, Lil Bow Wow, um, for no, long. Bow Wow, right? Yeah, yes, he's I believe so. He's no longer so. Lil. He's no longer small, but um, he got shoes from a donation box where 
uh, like basketball shoes that had MJ written in them. And so they okay, believed yeah. that they were worn by Michael Jordan. That's um, right. And, and this movie cost $30 million. And then they find out at the end that it was actually Mary Jane from Spider-Man. Michael Jackson's And shoes. he was like, wow, I your joke was funnier than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, wow, I had the talent all along. Um, they should make a, another, like a Like Mike 2, except Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jackson is... <laughs> No, I don't think that they. I don't think that they could do that. I don't think it would work now. <laughs> um, a kid should not put on those shoes. No, he should not. So, you should follow us on social media. Um, we have a Twitter account it's at Purely Nostalgia. We have an Instagram account. It's at Purely Nostalgia Pod. I have a Twitter account myself. It's at Elisha P Smith, and it's the same for Letterbox. And you should also follow me on Tick Tick. Can't say it. TikTok. It's Mr. Wallet. Spell out the word Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R Wallet. Um, and I am also on Instagram, Twitter. Eh, Instagram's private, so just follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd. <laughs> um, I don't like people viewing my... Truthfully, I don't like people viewing my wife that I don't know. Um, but <laughs> yeah, my Instagram is public, but don't follow me on there. <laughs> I don't want you to. <laughs> yeah, I don't post anything on really on Instagram. Um, not anything of value. But I uh, follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd. I am at Clint J.H. Page. The J.H. does stand for Jazz Hands. What's your TikTok and name? I don't have a TikTok because I don't believe I would be good at it. I think you um, could be. I, I disagree. Okay. Um, it's, not my, it's not my style. Um, yeah, you're too good for it. That's true. But if you do like what you're hearing, uh Give us, give us a review. Rate us five stars. Only five stars. That goes a long way. Making sure that we are at the top of the list for nostalgic-based content. And for purely-based content, honestly. Yeah. yeah, we don't talk about enough of the, yep. the purely-based content. And if you, uh, if you like what you heard in this episode, do us a favor. Go back and listen to our backlog. Um, uh, some, some of them, them. are pretty good. <laughs> If I could yeah. give a recommendation on an episode to listen to, um, I would say I can't even remember what episodes we recorded. Beans. What was the episode we recorded really far in advance? Um, this is our most recent. Not our most recent. Ah, man. I'm not a good co-host here. <laughs> was it our most recent? But- Rugrats in Paris. Okay. That was, um, and, and for most recent ones, I think that that was a really good one. So go back and listen. Uh, sure, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I remember like Okay. Um, I think our podcast is very good. And that is a hot take, but I think we are, I think it's the best. I think it's better than all the other podcasts. True. I kind of have to agree with you. I think we are better at podcasting than Pistachio is at being a disguised boy. I uh, I slap my desk fervently in agreement. So that'll do, Donkey. We'll see you soon. And Skinetta for listening. Oh no, you did that. Hey, do you 
remember at CCS, um, this may have been before you were there. It may have been my freshman year. But there was a, t- a day when it was snowing and they weren't canceling classes. And the sit-in? Yes. Yes, it was my sophomore year, so it was your freshman year. Because it was this, mm-hmm. the seniors that were two years older than me. The senior class just said, if we're not going to class, and they all just sat in the hallways. And the school was like, okay, I guess school's canceled. Yeah, what a beautiful, bizarre. beautiful story. That, that is a movie moment. Like, you really could not was. make a movie around that, but um, that I mean, is something that would happen in the movie. In all reality, it probably was just like the teachers making the call. Being like, no, actually, probably the roads are not going to be safe soon, so we should call yeah, off school. Yeah. But it, it definitely <laughs> came across as like, wow, it worked. <laughs> they did it. <laughs>